Hi, and welcome to That's So Glam podcast. I'm Miles Schillingford, and you'll be hearing me with a variety of other people talking about topics and stories which I think are just oh so glam. Hi everybody, welcome to episode two of That's So Glam. I'm so excited to have as my first ever guest on the podcast, Sincerely Sam. Hi Sam, how you doing hon? Hello, hello, hello. I'm good. Um, still can't be arsed with this global pancetta as I'm calling it now. I'm trying to make jokes out of it to keep myself going, but... You know, you know it's how it is. So we all know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so shit. This is so bad. I'm so over it. <laughs> There's just <laughs> no other way of putting it, is there? Yeah. It's just honestly, shit. like, yeah, I'm just so over it. Like at this point, how many lockdowns have we gone through? Three, twenty-four, something like that. <laughs> twenty-four, twenty-four hundred. I don't know. I'm just over it. But um, yeah, like I said, thank you so much for joining me today. Basically, the whole sort of episode is going to be focused around sort of like mental health anxiety sort of linking that in with sexuality and stuff because i know if people check out your blog which is sincerelysam.co.uk <laughs> you hear that go and check that out ladies right now i mean after this podcast you know don't be stopping and changing your what you're doing listen to this then go on that yeah no pay attention exactly exactly but yeah so i'm talking to sincerely sam today about his journey with mental health how he came about creating his blog and just have a good chat, you know. Having a good old chat, yeah. That's it. It's that so glam. Some things are not so glam. And you know what? This is a perfect example of it because literally the beginning of this episode, girlies, we had a massive fuck up with the sound. <laughs> literally, I have no idea. But you know what? We're just going to roll with it. And, you know, it's a learning process for everybody, you know. It's a journey. We're all on a journey. That's it. That's it. Like, literally last year was a learning journey for me. Literally, I felt like Katie Price on that this morning so far. Like, have you had a kidnap threat? Then uh. I my husband cheating again. Then, like, literally, it felt like that. I was like, everything, anything and everything just happened to me. So let's dive in into the actual topic, shall we? Let's do it. Bring it on. <laughs> right. First of all, let's get things started. What made you want to start your blog and what sort of made you want to, you know, put yourself out there into the big, wide, scary world? It is a big, wide, scary world. Um, trust me. Um, it, it was a com- combination of a lot of things, I think. Previously, so I start, I started this blog in, I think it was June last year. Um, so it hasn't been going that long. But prior to that, obviously, we had a pandemic to deal with. And prior to that, I had quite a difficult year for myself mental health wise it was probably the first time I'd say I really struggled with mental health problems I think everyone obviously has mental health up and down um, but this was the first time that let's just say I wasn't okay I really wasn't okay um, and I got to a point where I really really needed help and I think a lot of people can relate to that that sort of lowest point where you sort of you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel you feel like there's nothing ahead of you and everything's pretty bleak pretty horrible so yeah prior to the pandemic prior to everything I was in a really really bad place 
I went through a crazy journey to sort of learn more about myself, to learn about mental health problems in general. Um, let me tell you, it was a crazy journey. It's, it's not a fun place to be. Um, you do feel like you're losing your mind a bit sometimes. But yeah, very, very lucky that I was able to get some help and sort of get myself back on track. I, I kind of needed something to keep me going, I guess. Um, one massive thing that I found super helpful in relation to the mental health problems I was going through. So basically, I was struggling with a lot of anxiety. So anxiety was my main problem. Um, and it got to the point where it took over my life so much that I did start to become depressed. Um, I don't know if, if I'd say I have depression. I'm, I don't think I do. But I think I've definitely been depressed if my anxiety sort of gets out of control and I don't do something about it when it flares up or things are particularly bad. Um, so I, I had to go to therapy. I went to therapy. I did cognitive behavioural. I can't even say it. Cognitive behavioural therapy. There we go. I got through it. I should have just said CBT. Everyone knows it is CBT. So I went through that. Um, I was put on the waiting list and I did that I think I started that at the beginning of lockdown very luckily um, I've been on the waiting list for quite a while and started therapy at the beginning of lockdown I think it was about March time March or April and I'll shout about therapy from the rooftops for days and days because I think that's the one thing that really helped me personally the most for anyone who doesn't know like CBT is basically a way of looking at your thought processes and how they link to your feelings and gives you lots of practical ways of changing those negative thought paths or those anxious thought paths. And it helps you to sort of, I guess, change your mindset. Um, it's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that even happens over the course of like, say, my eight therapy sessions. It's something that I have to apply every single day. So if I can feel myself getting anxious or I can acknowledge some of those horrible negative anxious thoughts, I have to put what I've learned in CBT to practice every single time. It's not something that just changes overnight. So in that respect, I'd say it was something that I had to learn how to do. It was a, a massive like learning process. Yeah, it's like same sort of thing like you know I personally went through CBT when I was at university like I've even like on my pinboard to the left of me now like I still got all the resources it's just like okay you've got your stress bucket you've got to make sure like it doesn't fill up to the top and then like the holes in it are your coping mechanisms you know you've got to drain out some of the stress I feel like sometimes people might think that therapy is just like you do your eight sessions and all of a sudden like you're fixed it's it it's not like that it's a it's a journey yeah like mental health is a journey for everybody sometimes you know it's not a start and an end it's sometimes a, it's a bit like a hurdle like you know you've always there's one thing you've overcome then there's another thing there's another thing yeah totally so 100% and like linking back to your blog as well it's like this is one of the main reasons why I started that so glam was because it's a creative outlet for me and sometimes I feel like even though I if people follow me on my personal twitter like I use that as a diary sometimes like, and I just literally vent how I feel sometimes on here like it sort of is a way in that it's like a, basically a longer version of a voice tweet and we all know you love a voice tweet <laughs> oh my god don't even don't even once I've had some travels down me and I start voice tweeting it's the end of my PR career <laughs> But yeah, I think it is so important to sort of have these conversations out loud because I think the reason that people get into that spiral of negativity is because they keep it all in their head and they think they can deal with all these negative thoughts and these anxious thoughts. But sometimes it takes 
putting that on paper if I'm writing or if it's in a journal or talking about it out loud it takes that for it to become real and for me to like deal with it which is why I'm such a massive advocate for therapy or even just like talking to people about your problems there's still so many people nowadays that either choose to not talk about their problems or don't know how I don't want to say for one minute that everyone who struggles is just choosing not to talk about their problems I understand that sometimes it can be scary to talk about these sorts of things I understand that it might cause a lot of pain to talk about some of the struggles you've been through which is why I think it's so important to have like such a good support network of like friends and stuff and why it's important to go to a professional that's at the end of the day I see a therapist as like almost a friend who I don't actually know they know about how to deal with all my problems and they know about how to give me tools and skills to help me but they are distant they they aren't gonna sort of they're, they're professionally trained in dealing with this sort of thing um which sometimes is just what you need. It's just a bit of help. It's just getting a bit of help when you need it. I don't know how more simply to put it. <laughs> and I feel so like, especially in the UK, and I'd say, yeah, it is more of a UK-centred issue is that, you know, things are getting better about talking about mental health and people are being more open and stuff like that. But I feel like as a culture in, in the country as well, it's that people don't like asking for help. It's very much like, if I do, if I could do it by myself, I'm going to do it by myself. Totally, yeah. I feel like it's just a vicious cycle of having that mindset played over and over and over again, is that, you know, if things do become to a point where you can't cope, people don't know where to, where to access services, or if they do, they don't know if they feel that they're worthy of it, if they're burdening the NHS, especially in current times you know the NHS is so overwhelmed I really hope people still think that they can access these services and you know even me when I was going through all of this shit I would still turn away people trying to help I would push people away I would refuse to acknowledge that I had a problem I would refuse to sort of get any help and I'm not gonna lie to you that kind of went on for years and years the point where it all bubbled up to this sort of I guess breakdown that, that I talked about about a year and a half ago um which is why I think therapy and stuff and these conversations are so important to avoid you getting to that point where you've broken down you're you feel like you've got nothing left because it's not it's really not a very nice place to be and I think I always see things going around the internet saying that like you shouldn't have to be at that point to go to therapy because it's literally just a way to find help with dealing with things you don't know how to deal with it's about giving you those skills um which is why I think everyone should go to therapy but again some people are very much opposed to it like you said before I mean I definitely was I was people had suggested therapy and getting help and stuff previously and I was like I don't need it there's nothing wrong with me and unfortunately it did get to a stage where I had to I had like no choice really I had to get help yeah so yeah that's the thing you know the more and more people speak out about it like yourself like I'm so grateful you're a guest on today's episode and um you know people like you are really are just paving the way for people just to be more open so 100% 100% agreed thank you yeah and I agree as well that like therapy should be accessible to everyone like it does like you perfectly said like there's no one level in that you know oh because I'm feeling a certain way like I'm feeling I don't know a level 10 of like how you know like anxious or stressed I am that then I can go to therapy even if you're feeling a three or a four you can still go because it's literally just a way to speak out about things you know so and everyone's level of you know everyone's level of depression and anxiety and stuff varies between people so I I completely agree therapy especially in universities and right now with the whole student hall crisis and people being isolated from their parents and stuff you know this is another thing I feel that this might be another topic for another episode but like the whole student finance thing you're 
were paying what nine thousand two hundred fifty pound. Yeah. Every like every year, where the fuck is that money going? Because it's not mm. going to mental health services. Tricky one, isn't it? You know, so it is, and it's just like, yeah, I don't um, know. Go to therapy, kids. Go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, go to therapy. It won't solve all your problems, but it'll definitely help. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And then, like, reflecting on that as going into the next sort of question I wanted to ask you. So, obviously, you graduated from university in what year did you graduate? It was, oh, God, it seems like forever ago, 2018. Yeah, it was 2018 I graduated. Okay, because, yeah, you're like a year above me, aren't you, I think? Yeah. So, since then, and even now, I say, like, are you the sort of person that gives yourself sort of time distance goals? So, like, I need to be in this place by this time, and if I don't do it, then I'm, I've done something wrong do you get into your head like that sort of way especially now in covid times it's heightened even more because you can't you feel like you want to get somewhere but time is just dragging itself out uh yeah definitely that's that's me to a t i felt i set myself goals which is fine there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with setting yourself goals and if they don't manifest or they don't happen i beat myself up i absolutely mentally beat myself up and I think, I think I've gotten a lot better during lockdown because I've set myself goals and so many times things haven't happened or I've been disappointed or I haven't been happy with the outcome of something. Um, I think it is something I've just kind of gotten used to now because things are so unpredictable that you do kind of just have to go with the flow a bit more. Um, and that's something that I really, really struggled with coming out of uni and trying to find jobs and trying to sort of give myself goals and give myself like a path forward to where I wanted to be. Uh, I haven't really spoken about this much with anyone yet, but this week I found out that I didn't get into the drama school I wanted to go to. And of course, that was very like disappointing because I sort of built myself up to sort of worked really hard to come to the decision that's what I wanted to do. I'd worked really hard to sort of prepare for the audition and stuff and I didn't get in and of course it feel, it makes you feel like a failure it makes you feel like you've done something wrong it makes you feel like you're not good enough but I think I've learned that that's not the case I'm not rubbish I'm not going to sit here and tell I'm not going to sit here and tell myself that like I wasn't good enough or I'm shit or whatever and I think it is about that mindset again of dealing with failure and dealing with the negative things of life just going hey you know what I can try again next year I've got a whole other year to sort of prepare time is sort of on your side most of the time I think we live in a world nowadays where you just compare yourself to other people and you think oh they're doing so much better than me in their career or in their love life or like just with whatever and I've learned that that doesn't do me any good by saying oh but this person got into drama school when they were like 17 and I'm sat here at 23 and still haven't got there so of course I was disappointed of course I had kind of built my hopes up to potentially be going to drama school, but it didn't happen. And it's something that I dealt with. And again, um, it's something that I talk about with my therapist currently, um, going back to the whole therapy thing, because I was a bit worried that if I didn't get into drama school, it would really trigger me and I'd get really down again. But luckily, I had a therapist to sort of talk through it with me and obviously show me that, like, it's not the end of the world. Um, there's other opportunities that might come my way instead now and at the end of the day I've just got another year to sort of prepare which is only going to do me good there's there's no rush there's really no rush exactly yeah you said it so perfectly as well as that you know there is no rush at the end of the day we've got to realize it's not it not to say like oh you know everyone's problem is the same but you know majority of people are in a similar if not same boat in that there is so many hurdles as well so it's like 
it's so easy to compare yourself to other people like I'm a perfect example of that especially on social media as well oh uh, why is it that like I've done the exact same sort of like education I've got through GCSE I've got through A level I've got my degree you know I've applied for this job in Dublin this job in Manchester this job in Newcastle this job in London and it's like but I haven't it seems like I haven't got anywhere and I'm like what am I doing wrong so it's so easy to compare yourself to other people and I think that's that's more like a generational thing as well or maybe would you say yeah um I do I think it's just we're so hard on ourselves times are so difficult especially at the minute but for people our age for people of like our demographic and stuff things are so so tough we're meant to have like the most promising futures of like whatever um but it just doesn't feel like that at the minute it sounds so cliche but you've just got to stay you've just got to stay positive (laughs) if anyone ever tried to tell me that i'd probably slap them but i do understand i do understand the importance of at least trying to stay positive i'm not saying you have to feel positive about it but i think it's about finding those negative thoughts that you're feeling about yourself about your situation and just putting a positive spin on them even if you just say it out loud and you don't believe it i think that makes the world a difference so say for example like i haven't gotten into drama school um i think that i'm not good enough to go to drama school the positive side of that would be it's not that you're not good enough it's just maybe that you need a little bit more training and maybe next year will be your year that's it like you know one particular drama school might not feel your vibe but what's not to say you know drama school number two three four five seven be like yeah we absolutely love you so you know yeah totally um can't please everybody yeah no definitely it's just it, it, it is hard to get out of that mindset that it's something that I've done wrong and yeah of course I was the one that auditioned and I was showcasing what um I've done but everything happens for a reason like I'm a firm believer of that now I think I have seen enough positivity come out of things to know that you feel like things are the worst they could possibly be good things can still come um everything happens for a reason all about the feng shui the what? Feng Shui, is that what it's called? Like the balance? Like, do you know, I don't know, it's like it's like black and it's white and it's like got like dots in it. And it's like the Feng Shui, I think it's called. Oh, like yin and yang? That's the one. I don't know what <laughs> Feng Shui is, but... I have no I idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but I was like, oh my God. I, f- I firmly believe that like, if you put, oh, this sounds so cliche. And again, I hate myself for this. But if you try to put, and I know it's not always possible, and at times it feels impossible. If you try to put good energy out there, it'll come back to you. So I think that's what being positive is about. And I, I do get it. Sometimes you can't be positive and it's impossible, but you just have to ride that wave and find the positivity again. That's it. And like you said before, like we touched upon, uh, you know, it can literally be anything. It could be watching Netflix. It could be meeting up with a support bubble and going for a coffee or it's it, it literally comes in all different forms. So it's... That one thing I kind of want the listeners to get out of this episode is that everyone's on their own journey. You don't know the whole story, do you? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, everyone, important PSA, stop comparing yourself to other people, focus on yourself. And I promise that with hard work and with hard effort, it will, it will, it will pay off. It will. Yeah, absolutely. Think positive thoughts. That's it. That's it. But um, the other sort of thing I wanted to talk about was, do you feel as though LGBT people in general have been like affected disproportionately mental health wise during COVID, like accessing services? Say like, I've known people personally who have felt that due to staying at home for like long periods of time, it's affected their mental health humongously because they might not be out to their parents and things like that. Do you feel the sort of same way? And, you know, how, what's your view on it all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I, th- I think it's no secret that like the majority, like vast majority of people in the LGBT community either struggle with or have struggled with mental health problems. And that's not because they're gay and that's not because they're trans. It's not because it's not because they're part of this demographic. It's because of attitudes towards these people that have made us feel different or feel lower than lower than them. Like it's it's something that I've thought a lot about recently and something that again I've only sort of maybe in the past year started to delve into is why are so many LGBT people struggling with their mental health and why is it so common amongst these communities? And yeah, I do think just generally, regardless of whether there's a pandemic on, I think there's so many things which just are so defeating to people in the LGBT community. I think, see, I could just talk about it forever. Like, it does really stress me out. I think, well, I'll talk personally, but I know my parents struggle a lot with me for various different reasons, one of them being my sexuality. And I've been stuck in this lockdown with them this whole time, and it's not been easy. Luckily, I've been able to get support and have the most amazing group of friends who sort of helped me with the process. It's not to say it hasn't been difficult, but I am very lucky in that respect. I really feel for the people who feel trapped or don't know where to go for help or just feel so lost because I know what that feels like to be gay or non-binary or to, to be transgender and to not be understood and to not be supported. Just for being who you are, I think it's so upsetting to me having experienced it, like personally having seen friends go through it. it if, I don't know, it's something that really sort of strikes a nerve within me. It, again, it sort of all ties in with the sort of mental health thing. It's like finding that support that you need to get to a place where you feel comfortable or happy with yourself because at the end of the day other people's opinions sort of can start to affect you if you're surrounded by negative opinions about yourself and I think that's what this is about it's like the reason that a lot of LGBT plus people struggle with mental health problems is because of the way they've been treated by other people and they think that these horrible things are true about themselves and they're just not this is a thing yeah and then you start to think to yourself maybe I am shit or there's something wrong with me or I'm not good enough or I shouldn't be like this and it sort of goes back to what we were saying wasn't really like comparing yourself to other people and it's such a comparative thing and it's it's awful and it's a really hard it's a hard mindset to get out of and I feel like I'm and by the way at the end of the episode listeners I'm kind of put some resources to help with access and stuff such as AKT and things like that so I'll put them at the end of the episode and in the description it's tough because, you know, it's like you you are literally, you can't even be yourself in your own home. And senses, senses are so heightened right now anyway, due to the whole situation, you know, whether that be even outside of mental health, whether that be physical health or social and things are just so heightened right now. So I just really, I really do feel for, even if listeners are feeling the same way, you know, um, I feel for you. I really do. I really, really do from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, I think that's a really good point to make, actually, is that there's always help somewhere. You just have to know where to look for it. And this is, I think this is where I think things like this come in. And I, I'm so glad you mentioned charities like AKT and stuff. I haven't spoken about this before, but I've used charities like AKT before because I've been in some really sort of shitty situations where I didn't really know what to do or how to get help. 
and just saw that these kind of offered the sorts of things that I needed and the support that I needed and 100% worth it. I'd just recommend anyone who's struggling at home or even just generally in the LGBTQ plus community, seek the support you need, surround yourself with people who make you feel like, like the bomb, do you know what I mean? Because God knows you've been made to feel like shit for so long just for being who you are and you deserve better. You deserve better, okay? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. You're only human. You're only human. So, you know, things things will affect you in, you know, in a certain way. And there's only so much you can take. So honestly, there is never, ever any judgment from, I would hope, the community in even accessing these services. Because even if there are judgment, even if there is judgment, sorry, they're not the right people to hang around with. I'm sorry to say, you know, you need to find yourself a different circle of friends and a different support circle. Because your friends are people that who who should be there to support you, not to hinder you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I do want to say as well is when I was accessing, so I I got in touch with AKT because I was really really struggling with something. And I think one problem for me, which I think a lot of listeners will relate to, is oh my problem's not that bad. Other people have it worse, so I don't need to get in touch. That's not true. These services are there for anyone who needs them, regardless of your situation. There's a variety of different kinds of support that they match up and they do assessments on for different situations, different people, and they will find the right support for you. So please, please, please stop devalidating your problems just because you feel like other people have it worse because you are valid in yourself. Do you know what I mean? You and your problems are valid. Everybody say love. Love. (laughs) This this is the thing, though. Like, there's so much, like, hate and, like, negativity in the world that, like, we do need these beautiful queer people to be spreading a bit of sparkle and, like, happiness and, like, joy. God knows the world needs it. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. We just need people that are just oh so glam, you know? (laughs) Oh, you really went there, didn't you? (laughs) I did. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. It's fromage cheese, I know, but I had to say it. (laughs) Oh, no, I I love it. it. I love it. (laughs) But yeah, moving on to semi-lighter note, um, I guess, have you been watching Drag Race UK at all? Of course I have. Who do you think I am? Honestly, I am loving Series of Drag Race. I think it's oh, it's just so juicy. It's so interesting. It's so different and varied. I'm absolutely living for it. I think it's one of the dare I say it, one of the best seasons there's ever been. Oh, I mean, there's only been two, but okay, work. I mean, best series of Drag Race ever. Okay, right now. Okay, okay. I think it's just because all of the queens are just, oh, I sound like RuPaul, they're just all so fantastic. Do you know what I mean? They're like, they've all got something amazing about them. And I love that. It's just, it's such a great cast. Amazing. Love it. And like, how are you feeling about the US one? Because I know I have general consensus on Twitter is that, you know, season 13 is just not cutting it. It's really not cutting it. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm less interested, I guess. But at the end of the day, it's just something to watch, isn't it? And I'm very appreciative that these queens have put themselves out there at the end of the day for our entertainment. It's a competition, but it is there to sort of entertain as well. And it's just what we need. Like, you know how much I love talking about the arts and TV and film and theatre and music. Um, They're all so important, especially at the minute. So I'm just glad that we have things like this sort of keep us going. Yeah, and like... I may or may not have done some research 
on you before the episode so what? i know i know right an interview doing research who would have thought in this day and age of journalism but um anyway <laughs> but um i did notice that you did a whole video about it's a sin and yeah. how how iconic the whole series has been so to my listeners who might have not watched that video i'll put a link in the description so you go and watch it after this episode do. um you know what do you think about it um, you know yeah i you don't have to ask me twice i will shout about this program from the rooftops for so long i think it's just so amazing in so many ways i really do it was so nice to see just proper like excites me i love this sort of thing it's so nice the representation of people like us on tv and even more impo- importantly p- portrayed by queer actors as well um um, I've yeah. got a lot of opinions on um, straight people playing gay roles, which I think is a bit controversial at the minute, um, given... <clears throat> oh, is that an upcoming blog post, oh, maybe? Probably, yeah. Um, I didn't want to mention his name, but James Corden. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> redacted. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> yeah, I think it's so special to be able to see queer actors playing queer characters because it's just so relatable it's so real and um, it's so raw they get it they get the struggles that people in the lgbtq plus community go through so that was really really nice to see i think it was so well written russell t davies did such a good job of sort of really pulling at our heartstrings it, it, it was fantastic i'm i'm not going to say much more because i will literally be here for ages i honestly that yeah that that in itself is just and I'm so I'm so glad that it's come out in a time that it has now because I feel as a viewer as well I feel like some people may have felt the same way as well that the whole epidemic with HIV and AIDS and things somewhat if not closely correlate to what we're living through now with the epidemic of um COVID and things you know totally yeah and it's strange seeing that because I feel like if COVID was to happen back then alongside that would people act differently? Would people be a bit more reluctant to break the rules and things because of like the lack of education and things? I don't know. I don't know. What's your What's your view? I just think it was a bloody mess then, and it's a bloody mess now. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't really have much more to say. Otherwise, I'll get myself stressed out. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just it's a mess, but you know. <laughs> At least we've got the vaccine. At least we've got the vaccine. That's what I'm hoping. Like like I said at, at, um, before, I'll put all the links and all the resources and everything all at the end of the episode and in the description. Go educate yourself. Go educate yourself. That's it. That's it. Honestly, go read a book. Honestly, like, as, as, as queer people, we bloody have to teach ourselves everything because God knows no one taught us about this sort of stuff at school. Um, exactly. Gotta go teach yourself, unfortunately. But, but we're getting there. We're pushing forward with hopefully more lgbt inclusive education in schools which i think is probably the one of the most important things is about teaching people about sort of our identity our existence the fact that gay people exist <laughs> the sort of literal meaning of it one thing i don't know about you but i was after watching it's a sin i went on to do a little bit more research to read around the areas and stuff and i was absolutely shocked to discover that section 28 i don't know if you know about section 28 so this was an act that was brought in in the 80s which discouraged the sort of promotion or talking about homosexuality which obviously disgusting awful atrocious um had such a devastating impact on gay people at the time but what i was even more shocked to discover 
was that this was not removed until 2003. 2003. It's awful. I, I was at school in 2003, and I think that really sort of struck a chord with me about how the 80s wasn't that long ago, the AIDS crisis wasn't that long ago, these awful things that happened weren't that long ago, and it, it is kind of depressing to see that things haven't changed that much in the time that it's been. Like, I am sort of very aware that progress has been made but yeah that just shocked me man honestly yeah it's just it really does make you think as well like even i feel like i read an article the other day and it's just like it's only now that lgbt relationships are being taught in school and i'm like we've existed since day one so i i, I really don't understand but you know what least least change is happening now at least it's now now yeah. rather than never if we focus on the fact that we're not moving forward at the pace we want, we'd again get depressed about it all. We've got to see the positives in the moves that we have made. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%, honey. 100%. <laughs> yeah, literally, I feel like, personally, that's all the topics I wanted to talk about. Was there anything you particularly wanted to talk about at all that you wanted to include in the episode or anything that you wanted to highlight? I would just like to let people know that there's a fantastic book out there called Straight Jacket, if you haven't heard of it, by a writer called Matthew Todd, who has written this book about why gay people are so ashamed and why we have all these feelings inside of us that are so negative and so horrible um, and how to overcome them. I think it's an incredible book. It's really well done. And go out and get it and have a read and build yourself up, build each other up because we need it, okay? Everyone's feeling very much down. Everyone's struggling at the minute. We need to sort of just build each other up and be there for people rather than like putting people down. Exactly. Yeah. Community is so important right now. Like community and togetherness, you know. And I, I can't remember where I read it, but it's like this, I know it sounds really cheesy, but it's like we might be like 200 miles apart, but we're still together. And I'm like, it literally sounds like something you'll see in a Valentine's Day card, but it's so true, you know. Right now, being together is the strongest thing we can do right now. So yeah yeah look at us having this conversation hundreds of miles apart um these conversations that are important and need to be had and it's brought us closer together hasn't it that's it that's it babes that's the whole that's the magic of that so glam you know it's just the magic of it all (laughs) (laughs) and this podcast is very magical very magical i'm very glad we're doing it honestly if you were to listen back to episode one it's yeah let's just say that's a test run girlies you know that doesn't exist (laughs) i'll just skip that one and listen to mine don't worry (laughs) but yeah honestly i just want to say thank you so much sam for joining me and for all the listeners out there plug your socials babe plug anything you're selling plug anything (laughs) um yeah so i have a youtube channel um sincerely sam I've got a blog at sincerelysam.co.uk. You can follow me on Instagram if you really want to at sjmead1 or on Twitter at samueljmead. Um, I love talking to people and getting to know new people, especially beautiful queer people. Come and have a chat. Come and talk to me. I'm quite nice, I promise. <laughs> I can vouch. I can vouch. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Thank you so much for having me, though. It's been a joy. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you for being on my podcast. No problem at all. Lots of love. Thanks. Bye, girlies. See you next week. Bye.